Hey friends, welcome to day four of the hormone prep series. I'm super excited for this episode. And if you're listening in real time, you may notice that it's not actually day four. Day four was going to be on Friday. And unfortunately we had some unexpected things come up this week that we needed to take care of. And so I'm back and I'm going to actually give you two episodes today, Sunday, December 31st, the last day of the year, because I had two episodes planned for you and today is the day I'm going to get them to you. So hopefully this is a fun, um, new year's Eve for you and you have a little bit of time to listen. And if you're listening in the new year, this is perfect for you too. So today I'm going to talk about setting goals with your cycle. And if you've heard this before, do stick around because I have a little bit of a different take on this as well as some thoughts on setting goals and what's possible. Welcome to the Happily Hormonal Podcast. Now, if you're a little iffy on whether or not the word hormonal is a good one, you're in the right place. My name is Leisha Drews, registered nurse and functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner turned holistic hormone coach. And after going through my own hormone journey and having my three babies, I actually believe that our hormones are one of the greatest gifts that we've been given as women. And that no matter what you've been told, it's possible for you to have thriving energy, good periods, and a stable mood all month long. And I am here to show you the way. I think it's time to change the narrative around words like hormones and hormonal and start to reclaim the power that we truly have as women, which is the power to change not only our own health, but the health of all of our family for generations to come. Hormone balance doesn't have to feel hard. It can actually feel simple and fun when we do it in a way that aligns with how our bodies were made. If you're ready to start trusting your body again and feeling really good in that beautiful body that you've been given, then grab yourself a yummy drink and maybe a snack and let's do this. It's the last day of the year, 2023. And you know, in this last week of the year, I feel like there can be a lot of pressure internal or external, depending on who you are, um, to like make a plan and figure out the next year and all the things. And I am a big fan of that. I like to plan. I like to make goals and have I done that this week? No, not really. Um, but in the last several months, I have definitely been just in prayer about like what's next for our family, for my business, for our health, for all of the things, and really just sitting with that and trying to be comfortable in not knowing all the time. But with that being said, I do think that when we're planning and when we're making goals, there's a couple things that I would love to just bring to the table, like bring to the conversation and something that I've noticed that I was talking to my husband about very recently was I have noticed that our expectations for ourselves as moms, as women, um, as women in the church, sometimes as, you know, just like moms in a friend group or whatever. I just, I feel like our expectations for ourselves are pretty low sometimes. And I, what I mean by that is the way that we often talk or the way that I, you know, I've been a part of this some of the time and the way that I observe, um, other people talking around me online, all the places, right. Is sometimes such as kind of like a negative 
perspective of life. And specifically when it comes to our bodies as women, I sometimes get really sad by the conversations that I hear because we have been so quickly and like so thoroughly taught that we're no good, right? That our bodies are never good enough. Um, anytime I'm in a group of women, there's always conversations about, you know, like, oh, my kids ruined my body or I, you know, I can't, (laughs) can't sneeze without peeing my pants. I, you know, it's my periods are terrible. It's just a curse to be a woman, but like in, we try to make it funny, right? We try to like laugh it off and we try to like, ha ha ha. Like it's so silly that my life has to be like this. And even with our weight, I think that this is one of the biggest things that I see is that so many women are in a place where they don't want to be with their weight. And for, you know, multiple reasons, there's all kinds of different reasons, but I think that when it's expected or when it's like, so accepted that kids are going to ruin your body, that it's just normal to gain weight. You know, we don't have time to take care of ourselves. That's normal. It's normal to be too busy. It's normal to not have the money that you need to eat healthy food. It's just, this is all accepted and this is all normal. And when that's the case, there's no real aspiration or no real motivation to change. And I see that just being such a I don't want to say depressing necessarily, but just like it can really bring you down to essentially believe like, okay, well, you know, I'm just going to keep using the example. Like now that I've had kids, like my body's just going to be different. I'm never going to feel good again. Um, I'm going to be too tired to take care of myself. It's just normal. And like, because I feel so like anxious or depressed or lonely or discouraged in how my body feels, like I'm just going to veg out, right? Like I need to be on, on social media to essentially like distract myself from being depressed or sad or frustrated or whatever. Like let's just numb. And with that numbing, so much of the time comes looking at other people's lives that appear to be better than yours because the shiny parts are on your screen. And it leads to more of that isolation and more of that depression and more of that feeling of not being good enough. And I just think that it's such a vicious cycle. And I honestly believe that as women, we can help each other get out of this cycle. We can start to say no, we can start to make changes to the things that are important to you. And so you, the things that are important to you are not the same things that are important to me all the time. And that's okay. Um, and, I just would love as we're going to this goal setting episode that it's not just the same goals. You can have the same goals that you've always had of like wanting to lose weight or make more money or whatever it is, right? I know I know we all have these goals that we like make every year and those are two that I hear often. And those those can be good goals and if we want to actually accomplish them, something has to change if they haven't been accomplished before. And so really just taking the time to sit with like what in my mindset is really holding me back like why do i believe that i'm just going to you know eat quote unquote healthy for 2 weeks and then i'm going to give up and not lose weight again this year or 
you know, what, what is that for you? It, I'm using that weight loss example, and that may not be what it is for you, but just thinking about like, what is that for you? And how could that change? Like, how could that belief change about yourself that you actually are someone who can accomplish that goal? I think that it is so important to dig a little bit deeper and ask yourself what's truly possible. What's possible even if you haven't accomplished it before? What's possible even if the people around you aren't necessarily following those same things? And it can be easy to just say like, oh, well, it's hard, right? It's hard to make changes if my family's not doing it or if my friends are not doing it or whatever. Like, yeah, it is hard, but like it can be worth it if it's something that truly is going to change the quality of your life. So I just want to encourage you that as you're setting those goals and as you're looking at the next year or intentions or whatever it is that you want to call them, as you're looking at the next year, really check in with where you are and how you want this year to feel and what would make that feel different. And don't try to change everything at once. I'm guilty of that all the time, trying to change everything at once, especially in luteal. So if you're listening to this in luteal, by the way, come back around in a few days come back around next week and just double check that the goals that you made are goals that actually are important to you and things that actually need to be changed versus just kind of a feeling of everything in my life needs to be redone because that is a luteal feeling and it doesn't, it is valid. And some of the things that you might feel like need to change definitely do, but also you may look at it next week and be like, okay, maybe just like three things need to change and not 27. And as much as I love, you know, a new year and a fresh start and all of those things that feel shiny and feel fun to me, I also just recognize that, you know, we're walking into another day, the next day after this day is really what we're walking into. And so taking things one at a time and just asking for direction for one day at a time is also a great place to be. And so having an idea of where you're going, I think is super important. But taking it day by day or week by week is exactly what's going to get you the results that you want. And so when we talk about taking it day by day and week by week, that's where we can take our cycles into consideration and talk about how to plan your year by setting goals with your cycle. And so this sounds like it's like a whole year thing. And it can be if you're that kind of girl and you can like make a plan for the whole year. That's great. You can do it by quarter. You can also just do it by month. And so I'm just going to walk through your strengths in your hormone cycle in the different weeks of the month so that you can take that into consideration with the plans that you're making. So I will do my best to give examples as I go. And I hope that this is just kind of like a fun cherry on top of any planning or goals or just thinking through, you know, how you want to live your life this next year. So in phase one of your cycle, this is day one of your cycle, first day of your period, this is when phase one starts. And so when you start out phase one, there your hormones are at their lowest level, estrogen and progesterone, and there's actually more of a connection between the right and the left sides of your brain at this phase of your cycle because of where your hormones are. And that means that you have a little bit heightened ability for planning and looking ahead than in your other phases of your cycle. So if you are on your period right now, planning your year, this is perfect timing. If you are not, you can still do some planning for sure 
And sometimes it will be helpful to come into, you know, the next month and actually start your month with your menstrual cycle. Start it when your cycle starts. And so it's really common in the menstrual phase to have lower social energy. So you're not feeling maybe like as much like you want to be around people or be touched a lot, but you do have that mental capacity that is different. And so sometimes being able to like cocoon a little bit and do your planning for the month, whether that's planning your meals or planning your schedule or planning like your budget, whatever that looks like in your life, just taking a little bit of time to do that planning when you are in the menstrual phase can be really helpful. And one thing that I've noticed is that it's really helpful to not necessarily overcommit as easily in the menstrual phase as as you would if you were doing planning like in the follicular phase for for example and then when we move into the follicular phase this is the next phase of your cycle days 7 through 14 ish i have other episodes on cycle syncing that we'll link in the show notes if you have never heard of this and you want more info but day 7 through 14 of your cycle are going to be the time when estrogen is rising and is triggering other hormones for ovulation. And so this is the height of your fertility, which means it is the height of your, often your creativity, your social energy, your like wanting to be around other people. Sometimes libido is higher, more attractiveness to your spouse, those type of things. And so when you're in that space, just think about like what things in my life could I do better in this phase of my cycle? And so does that mean that you want to plan some of your social events as a family or in your business or whatever that looks like, like plan some of those things in that time. Is this when you do more creative projects with your kids or with yourself? This can be a great time to start a new workout program. If you're planning to start a new workout program. Now, listen to me, (laughs) you are in, you know, you just ovulated and you're like, oh, I can't start a workout program until one month from now. Nope. You can start a workout program anytime, but sometimes in this phase, it's fun to start something new. You feel more motivated. You can get more traction essentially. And so that's why I'm saying that this is a good time to start a workout program. Phase three, which is after ovulation occurs and for about that next week is early luteal post ovulation phase. And this phase continues to have kind of like a high energy, but it is oftentimes a little bit more of like a calm energy than follicular. And so this is a really good time in your cycle to be getting things done, checking things off your list. And so when you've already planned in menstrual, you've created and kind of like made some progress in follicular, this is a really good time to continue to make that progress and to, um, have really, you know, if you're going to have like a family meeting or a budget meeting or, you know, meeting with your spouse or things like that, this is a heightened time for communication and understanding. And so this is a really good time to plan that in your cycle and to just slowly and surely check things off the list that you need to do. So clearing some space in your schedule, maybe for, if you planned at the beginning of the month that you were going to declutter, like maybe this is a good week to do that. Um, or if you planned at the beginning of the month to get, you know, X, Y, Z paperwork done, sit down and get it done this week. These are good times to get things done that have been on the list. And you can kind of just create some space to check those things off. And then phase four is luteal, deep luteal, we could call it. And this is where you start to slowly drop off in your hormones as you are working towards your next period and wrapping up your month. So sometimes this comes with a lower social energy. Sometimes this comes with PMS. If it does come with PMS though, that is something we can work on. And so I would love for you to 
reach out to me to join us and nourish your hormones, to ask about one-on-one coaching. PMS is not something that you are stuck with. And I have just dozens, hundreds of clients at this point to prove it that they're you don't have to be stuck with PMS. You don't have to feel irritable and like you're not yourself and like you're snapping at your family, like you're burning down your relationships every single month. You're stuck with anxiety. None of those things have to be possible or accepted is what I meant to say. And so when you are coming into this late luteal phase, the last week of your cycle, it is common to have a little bit lower social energy to not necessarily feel like you want to do like all the things with all the people, but this is a great time of the month to wrap up whatever it is that you are working on. Um, sometimes it comes with like a nesting energy where you want to like clean the house and like get it ready and those type of things. Um, and it sometimes also comes with an energy of, essentially like wanting to audit. And this is what I mentioned earlier that sometimes it looks like you just feel like everything in your life is wrong and you need to fix it. That's a little dramatic side of it, but it, it does come with some intuition into what is and isn't working in your life. And so this is a good part of your month to just kind of analyze like, okay, how did this month go? You know, what things do I want to work on next month? Those type of things and kind of like prep yourself for planning in the menstrual phase, but also take all of it with a little bit of a grain of salt because sometimes it can be a heightened sense of awareness in luteal and sometimes some of those things don't necessarily actually still feel like a problem in menstrual. So just giving yourself space to fill your cup, I think is the huge takeaway that I want you to take from this episode. If you struggle with any type of PMS or, you know, feeling run down that week before your period, then it is the time where you need to fill your cup and whatever that looks like to you. I have episodes on this too, but filling your cup and taking like a little bit of space to analyze is so important to be able to come into your next month well, and to be able to stay well in this phase of your cycle too. So really as you're, you know, going into this next year, as you're making plans, as you're thinking about what you want to do and who you want to be in this year, I just want to encourage you to take space to think about what's possible. And then to just think about like, where are my strengths greatest? Like, how can I use the way my body was created? and how can I really work with my body instead of against it? I think that's the biggest thing that I would encourage you to do. If you're having hormone problems, if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling depressed is like, how is my body made to work and where can I give it space to do what it does best? And that's take care of me. And so when you have symptoms, it's your body telling you that something's going on. When you have, you know, anxiety and depression, it's your brain telling you like something's not right. And so taking that space to listen and taking that space to just be curious about what could change, I think can be so powerful. And then taking into account how your cycle works and how your brain works well in each of the phases of the month can make a really big difference in just the awareness of what you may or may not want to do in those different weeks. And even if it's just something you need to do, that's fine. But just realizing like there are places where you can do it better than others and working with that to whatever extent you can. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today for listening. And I hope that you were encouraged and learned something new. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you be willing to share it with a friend and to leave us a review? I believe that every woman deserves to understand her body and feel great in it. And you can help me in this mission by sharing the podcast. 
If you're also feeling like you're ready for the next step and you're really ready to dive in in your hormone journey, my course, Nourish Your Hormones, is created specifically for you. It's a step-by-step blueprint to increase your metabolism, restore energy, and have better periods and mood every single month. And you get lifetime access so that you can work through it step-by-step at your own pace. I would love to connect with you. So come over and join me on my Instagram page at Leisha Drews and send me a message if you have questions or just want to tell me something that you enjoyed about this episode. I can't wait to meet you. 